Thank you so much for tuning in to our church podcast. You can go to atarapentecost.com for questions about services and how to donate. We pray that you are blessed by this message today. God bless. Sister Alicia gets ready. Is there any young people? Is there a young person here tonight? We don't have to do this. Is there a young person that has a testimony? Come on, young people. I'm telling you what, you could be in a lot of different situations here tonight. And you are blessed if you are here tonight, if you are with mom and dad tonight, you're in the house of the Lord tonight. You live in America tonight. If you have the freedom to worship tonight, you have bread on your table and clothes on your back. Whoa, that's something to testify about. Amen. I know Finn would if he could, all right? I know he would. All right, Lord bless you, Sister Alicia. All right, praise the Lord. Amen. It's good to see everybody. It's been a second. <laughs> it has been a second. I know I may sound like I have like a cold, but, you know, it's just because I was sick. But don't worry. It's just like, a you know, all the sinuses and everything that, that lingers after. Have you ever had that? It just lingers forever, a cough <laughs> that just never goes away. <laughs> but I am excited about being with you all. And I am negative on all the tests, so I'm not, like, contagious or anything. <laughs> Amen. And, well, why don't we just take this moment first to just uh, pray about this service. Uh, Brother McEwen, would you mind just putting, leading us in prayer for a moment? Are we good with the recording? Awesome. Thank you, guys. The sound team is so great. They have done so much in this change. We're going to get a hand clap for them. They do so much. <laughs> Amen. Um, you can go ahead and put the PowerPoint whenever you get the chance. Um, yes. <laughs> do you mind going to the one right before that? <laughs> it is. Uh, so we all know that MTM is over, right? Well, did we know? I'm, I'm going to wait for it to show up, but okay, maybe. <laughs> but anyway, I'm going to be talking about children tonight, and does anyone identify as a child? <laughs> we still got some youth in you, right? <laughs> Let me ask you guys what, well, there we go. We are the second place in all of Washington for Move the Mission. Woo! We um, thank you guys for giving. You know that it goes to great causes. We, we raised that much money, guys. That is a lot. <laughs> you're right, you're right. The state rose that much money. Thank you. But we were second place in the giving. I, don't, I think, you know, who made that? Who made that? Me. I made that <laughs> only a few hours ago. 
but it's great and it's really awesome but just really excited that our our church gave the second most in all of washington and that just proves to your guys's hearts for missions and all the great thi- things that it goes to amen you can go ahead and go to the next slide thank you um so yes i'm gonna be talking about children and let's talk about how old you know what is a how old is a child let me ask you like what would you say she said five eight till 18 yeah, some people act like children until they're <laughs> legally you're a child, right? <laughs> um, so I mean, like you could say someone who is young, maybe in this concept to be like a child, someone who's really young, who's dependent on their parents, which could be still some of the adults, <laughs> but that is here nor there. But we're talking about you know young being a childlike, and did you know you are a child of God? We are his creation. He created us, and we are his people. And you can go ahead and go through the slides as I read the scriptures. Um, They should be after each other. Uh, Romans 8, 16 says, The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. So by the spirit of adoption, we are part of God's family. Galatians 4, 7 says, Therefore, you are no longer a slave. But we become a son. And if you are a son, you are a heir of God through Christ. 1 John 3, 1 and 10 says, By what manner of love the Father hath bestowed on us, that we should be called children of God. And then verse 10, it is evident that you who are children of God, and who are the children, and verses the children who are of the devil, whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God nor is the one who does not love his brother. So to be a child of God, you are seeking after the Lord. You are seeking the righteousness, a righteous life for God, and we are the children of God. And do you know that we are not just children of God, that he wants us to be like children? Crazy enough, right? He wants us to act like children. I'll explain. <laughs> Ephesians 5.1 says, therefore, be imitators of God as dear children. So an imitator, children hopefully imitate. <laughs> Luke 18.17 says, assuredly, I say unto you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. And then in Matthew 18, 1 through 5, it's the same conversation, what Jesus is saying in just a different chapter, and it goes like this. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Then Jesus called a little child unto him and said, set him in the midst of them. And he said, assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become like little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles, can everyone say humbles? Humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And so we're talking about whoever humbles himself as a child. So we're going to talk about, let me ask you, um, how do you be like a child? 
I'm, I'm going to ask you guys, I'm, I could ask you what are some characteristics, but, you know, there's some bad characteristics of children maybe that you can think of. <laughs> but uh, let me ask you guys, what is some good characteristics of children? Loving. Yeah. Happy. Yeah. Yeah. Trusting. Curiosity. Which all great. Any others? Yeah. Oh, my. Yes. <laughs> Sense of wonder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Forgiving. Yeah. Resilient. Yeah. We're, we're definitely going to talk about some of those that you guys mentioned. You were on the same wavelength. So children are, number one, genuine. You know, they are real and sincere. They're open and honest. They don't flatter themselves, you know, to... Uh, to try to change, like advance their own position, they openly express the emotions of their heart, which allows them to be genuine and not fake. Kids will tell you how they feel, and sometimes <laughs> they will be honest with you. I have received some honest opinions from kids that I have sounded horrible, <laughs> that I have looked horrible. <laughs> I have had opinions that I maybe wish I didn't know <laughs> from them, but they have an honest heart. And now another is dependent. Even though they feel like they're independent, right? <laughs> like, I can do anything, but I can't tie my shoes. <laughs> they, they're really dependent on their parents for all their physical needs. When newborns cry for food, they don't want anybody else except their mom who has that food that they need. They need we need to seek Jesus with this focus. Because we are dependent on God, and he is the only one that can fulfill our needs that we have. Another thing that children are, are trusting. Someone mentioned trusting. You know, it's, it's the saying goes, easy as taking candy from a baby. <laughs> Children's gut reaction is to trust people. And they want to see the good and not the worst in people. They take people at their word. And though, you know, being burned in the past, adults may not trust everybody because something happened, right? They didn't follow through with what they said. But to be like a child would be trusting God to carry us through whether or not we trust our situation. Because trusting in God, just because we know of who he is and what he's capable of, just trusting him no matter what. Another thing, kids are forgiving. I heard that in the audience. They forgive and forget. If you punish a child for misbehaving, a few hours later, they're your best friend again. <laughs> You're like, don't you remember I put you in a timeout? Like, you were furious. I don't know how you mood changed so quickly. But they don't hold grudges. They, they don't keep a record of wrongs like many adults end up doing, right? This is something we want to be more like to forgive and forget having that love towards people right as God has taught us to love on a last and some attributes that I want to bring up that the last one would be teachable teachable by the age of two you the brain is 80 percent developed children are like sponges <laughs> they are ready and willing 
to learn at any opportunity provide. Sometimes opportunities you wish they didn't realize. <laughs> Something you're like, oh no, they learned that from me. <laughs> I didn't teach them, but they saw me do that. <laughs> and you know, but when we become an adult, we start getting set in our ways and less teachable. Like we're kind of like, no, I like it this way. But you know, a, a teachable spirit can sometimes become callous to learning. We want to have a teachable spirit that God can use and instruct when we need correction. So to humble ourselves like a child is a hard task because we physically, we, we try to do it on our own. We can make it up on our own minds what we can accomplish, right? I could do anything. But you know, God presents a different type of view. And understanding that we are dependent on God, that we need to trust him and love him and allow just to understand that we have to, that we need God, right? That we need him and we need to be less dependent on ourselves. Jesus encouraged his followers to look at the faith and humility. Can we all say humility again? Humility. The humility of children as an example of how they should live. He expected his followers, regardless of age, from 100, because I think they could live to 100. <laughs> they probably lived to 150, I don't know, <laughs> around the, that time. But from 150 to being a child, to be teachable, to be humble and reliant on God, trusting him as we would trust a parent to care for us and provide for our needs. So we need to have faith and be humble like a child. You know, an example of being humble is praying, right? You, you come to God and you're surrendering your needs. You're putting his, your life in his hands. And you believe that God hears you. You bow yourself before him. Some verses about going to God um, humbly, James 4, 6 says, but he gives more grace, therefore, he says, res God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble, right? We don't want to be too proud that we are trying to figure it out all ourselves when we haven't put it in God's hands. Uh, Second Chronicles seven fourteen it says, if my people, if you know the song, <laughs> right, uh, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. When we pray and surrender to God's will and not our will, we're humbling ourselves before God. And if we don't humble ourselves, we are really saying we don't trust you, God. I don't, I don't trust you enough with this situation. I'm just going to try to figure it out. You know, a lot of time goes where we're trying to fix it ourselves instead of releasing that for God to take care of it. Um, I did want to talk about, about junior camp. Uh, you know, a way to humble ourselves, uh, as an example with children, is humbling ourselves when we offer ourselves to be open to receive the Holy Ghost, right? Because you're really putting it all in God's hands. Uh, now, by raise of hands, who's ever been to a junior camp? 
<laughs> Phoebe said, me? She was confident. She's like, yep, yep. Maybe when you're younger. <laughs> I had some hands raised around your hands. Yeah, you know, at junior camp, there's a huge focus to help kids get the Holy Ghost. And why? Because it is in God's plan. You know, Jesus died on a cross and died for our sins and rose back to life so that we could have a new life without sin, that we'd be baptized in remission of our sins. But that wasn't just all that God had for us, right? He said that there is a promise coming for you, a comforter, and that God could be with us at all times. It happens in Acts 2. They're waiting on the promise and to receive it. Acts 2 we're going to read, it says, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound, this is a different version, but, you know, a sound like a mighty rushing wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. And then in verse 38, it says that Peter replied, repent. Does any you guys want to say it with me? Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Right? So it says there is a pattern. Right? We repent so we can have, we can for our sins to be gone, when we ask for that, God will forgive us. We are baptized so that our whole slate is clean. And then we are going to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, which is God in us. Amen. And, you know, it says that that their tongues started speaking in some, it's, it, it's such an interesting way they described it. I feel like it says a tongues of fire that separated and came among the rest of them. They started speaking in other tongues as God gave the utterance. So it was God giving them a language. Right? Do we believe that? Amen. That, that's what God has for us. I'm going to go to Ephesians 2, 8. It says, for by grace you have been saved through faith. It is not, it says, that is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. We are not saved by our own acts, our own great things that we could do. We are saved by God and that grace that he has given us. John 3, 5 says, Jesus, left out the J. <laughs> Jesus answered, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of the water and the spirit. He cannot enter the kingdom of God. So it wasn't just Jesus, it was Jesus saying that. So we can believe on that. Right? Amen. <laughs> so Jesus said that you have to be born of the water and the spirit to enter the kingdom of heaven. That's that's pretty important then. To enter the kingdom of heaven, I got to be baptized in Jesus name and to receive that holy ghost that God has for us. So it's pretty important, would you agree? So like I said, I want to talk about a little bit about junior camp. Um, do you remember how many people got the Holy Ghost? I forgot to, uh, 28? Isn't that awesome? 28 kids got the Holy Ghost for the very first time. 
It is so awesome. I thank God for the whole experience and the staff and the counselors. They come with such a mindset to help kids get the Holy Ghost. You know, they have lots of fun, right? Did you guys have lots of fun at camp? Right, Fifi? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of fun. That's some, uh, thank you for that. I didn't write that in. She made that up right now. <laughs> I'm glad. It's a lot. They play lots of fun games, but we do have services for them where they get a lesson from fun people. They, they teach a lesson. I, they were wearing all these different fun wigs, <laughs> and they teach a great lesson, and they have an altar call for them to have the opportunity to get the Holy Ghost. And I got to tell you that it was really such an experience. You walk in, and the, the parents are already, uh, the staff has already been praying for weeks and months for this, and there is just an atmosphere of faith. And I think that just helps the kids have that opportunity just to walk into that and receive the Holy Ghost. But, you know, it's God's presence that they feel, that they start crying. That they just can't help because God's peace is so good. It's so much greater than anything. And, you know, a lot of, 28 kids got the Holy Ghost, and I remember, I think there was more last year even, too. 37 got the Holy Ghost. And, you know, I've been to a lot of conferences, but not as many where they got that many, (laughs) the Holy Ghost at one conference. Because, you know, maybe senior camp or older camps, you get a little bit older, you get a little bit more conscious, you know, of who's watching me while I'm praying, like you're a little less focused. (laughs) And, you know, kids get there too. But, you know, to be like children is coming before God with an open heart and an open mind for what he has for us. To be willing to obey and listen. I want to encourage us all to be like children, filled with faith and humbleness before God. And so, you know, if you don't have the Holy Ghost, don't worry, God will open that, when we make ourselves available for the Holy Ghost, seeking after it, God will honor that. When you are keep seeking, God has a plan. He will allow you to get it when it's the right time. When you're ready and when God is ready to give it, he will give it to you. It's not too late. God can give it to you at any time. At junior camp, they were playing some games outside, and some kids like, I can't wait to go to service for me to get the Holy Ghost. He's like, well, well, I don't, we, ha- we don't have to wait. We could do it right now. So right by a dirty, like all this dirt is flying around because this game and they're running around. And a kid got the Holy Ghost under a tree. And there's multiple times where kids were right next to the crafts and they just got the Holy Ghost. Or we played games and then they're like, can we go to the, alt- to the church so we could pray to get the Holy Ghost? You don't have to have a specific place. You can get it anywhere. It just starts with the faith of a child. Hebrews 11.6 says, But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. We all need to diligently seek God and come before him humbly, going, this is my need. This is before me. I need your help. I'm going to trust in you. 
to help me through this. I'm going to put my life in your hands. Maybe I don't have a hard situation, but I need to give you my life more because I've been trying to put myself as higher. It's hard to humble yourself. And I've been going to camps for a few years now, and I've seen some kids who've never been to church. They come to the altar. They get the Holy Ghost like that. (laughs) And then some that don't. (laughs) And some kids who've been in church their whole lives, and they didn't get it just yet, but they were trying. There's a variety. I know some people, it's taken them longer to get the Holy Ghost. And I want to talk about two girls specifically that I had at junior camp. And after that, I'm going to talk about a video. That it's just a four-minute video. But uh, first, I'll tell you about these two girls. So they had two different lives, very different lives. One of them is named Lillian. Now, she's been to camps quite a few times. She's grown up in church. She probably went to probably the mall, maybe, <laughs> all the camps. Not sure. <laughs> quite a few. Oh, yeah, so plenty plenty of years. But this year, her mom couldn't make it to camp. So it was different when your parents aren't around. <laughs> I think the kids could not. Maybe it's a little bit a little easier to pray, maybe. I don't know. For me, it was. You know, uh, Lillian is actually from Colton's parents' church in Spokane. And they're even related <laughs> by marriage. <laughs> but uh, so... Lillian is, is, I'm just pointing it out, <laughs> she is also, uh, Lillian is also kind of shy. She, she prays and she wants the Holy Ghost, but she doesn't want to raise her hands for worship. She doesn't want to maybe have a prayer in front of everybody or for people to hear, right? But I ask her, do you, do you want the Holy Ghost? Yeah, I do. I just don't want it right now. It's a little scary. But, you know, her pastor encouraged her. He goes, I challenge you to do something bold in some way. Maybe it's raising your hands. Maybe it's a quiet prayer. But, you know, isn't that what God sometimes asks of us is to do something bold. Maybe it's raising up our hands when no one else is because you just feel God in that moment. Maybe it's being bold and telling people about God. He, he asks us to do something different for a new response and to step out in faith, to let God move, for God to touch us, to show him that we're willing for God to be glorified. And, you know, when she, she realized, I, I want to do something bold, And we were, I do have some pictures, actually. I think it's on the next one. Um, She was bold enough to go, I want, it would be the other one. (laughs) The one, the other one. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, She goes, I want to pray for the Holy Ghost. But, you know, she was still shy. She stood up on the top bunk, and we prayed for her up there, where she was covering most of her face for most of it. But she got the Holy Ghost on a top bunk <laughs> right there. And there's a picture of her holding that I got the Holy Ghost at junior camp. If you are willing to let God take control, God will give you the Holy Ghost. God will bless you, right? God will 
find you when you seek him. So I want to talk about another girl. Her name is Cassidy. I don't have a picture of her. I think I had some from the other years, but I forgot to grab it, uh, put it on here. So she's newer to church. She's been to church a few times, but she doesn't, like, go regularly because of her, just her, I don't think her parents go to church. I think it's from her grandma that she came to this one, and she's been to camps at least twice. Actually, the girls know Cassidy, right? Last year and this year, yeah. And so she was also very shy. She wasn't really someone who, she she didn't <laughs> do anything. <laughs> she didn't want to really sing. She didn't, she just like had her hands down, you know, and sometimes that's where you are. And and so I remember last year, like, hey, do you want to get, you want to seek after the Holy Ghost? Like, no, I'm good. No, I'm good. Maybe next year. Maybe, maybe, maybe. You could tell <laughs> in that moment she was like saying no. <laughs> And we would keep just like, hey, you know, and she's like, no, I'm okay. I'm okay. Well, this year, on a night that wasn't supposed to be an altar call, but they sang one worship song, and the power of God was just fallen, that we decided not to play games because kids were going to the altar trying to seek the Holy Ghost. It's really awesome. When God moves, when people respond, Right? We have to respond. That's what God is asking of us. And so when they had this and, you know, everyone's praying and there's people at the very front at the altar. There's some kids in the middle. But there was this very back row way in the back that where the, all the counselors were sitting. And I look back there as we're all praying and I see her all the way back there. You could say that's the farthest from the altar. But you know, it doesn't matter where you are. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Because she was in that back. She had thing covering up her face the whole time. But she, me and the evangelist, just prayed for her to get the Holy Ghost. And she started speaking in tongues. <laughs> God will meet you where you are. But he's asking you for to take a step in his direction. When you want to be able to seek him, you got to move in faith got to be humble and let God be in control. I had some other pictures of being proud of, of Cooper, Kyler, Zayla, and all the kids that got the Holy Ghost at camp this year. I am Holy Ghost proud. Was it Connor? Thank you. Okay, I, I was like, <laughs> Connor, that's right. So, you know, if you, oh, it'll be, do you mind putting up the next photo just to, have the, oh, that's the video, that's all right. We'll play that in a moment. Um, so, you know, you could say, it's all, I'm talking about being humble before God by seeking him. I want to, I think we're going to have uh, maybe about, maybe about 10 minutes after, and I'm thinking if we could just take that time to just pray a little bit, seek God. Maybe if I could ask Brian to maybe play some music. Sorry, asking him right now. <laughs> but um, just about seeking God. And if you want to seek after the Holy Ghost, you can come up and we can pray. But if you also, we could all just seek him humbly and let God know that we're letting him in control of everything, of our life, of a situation. 
We all need to, I need to do that. I can't speak for you, but I need to humble myself. Because, you know, sometimes being an adult makes it a little harder. Because we start to complicate in our mind, right? We're like, okay, but, you know, what if I just take care of that? It's like, well, if you let God take care of it, you can have that peace, right? And sometimes you feel the guilt and shame. Because when we're older, maybe there's, you could say, more sin in your life as it compared to a child. But you have to know that God's mercies are every day. They're new every day. God's love has never run out, does not run out when you get older. God wants us to have the promise, the gift of the Holy Ghost. The same one that was 2,000 years ago. There's a peace of God and a love of God that only he can give through the Holy Ghost. And, you know, uh, we're going to play these videos in a, a minute or so, but, you know, you could just feel God in them. You could feel his presence as they're moving and responding to his presence and his love for them, the same love that he has for us. Um, to just explain, this was a recording on, like, an iPad <laughs> in the back of a room, <laughs> and it was recorded vertic vertically. So, I mean, number one, it was a live stream. It wasn't the greatest quality, but I, uh, I zoomed in, and so this is all on Facebook right now. This is all on Facebook at Washington, Washington, Ch Washington District Children's Ministries on Facebook. And they're just from different services that we had. Some is from an actual, this is the first one is an altar call. And it, you can just see, this is the only one at this angle. You could see how many kids there were responding. You know, we encourage them to go to the front, but they're the ones that prayed. They're the ones that had to seek after God to take that step in faith. That's what God asks of us, is to step out and reach towards him humbly. And then there are some from where we're just singing songs and kids are at the altar. They just went up by themselves because they wanted to be closer to God. They wanted to give him glory. And then one of them is actually after a talent show where one of the kids doing the song, leading the song, is a camper. And I added at the very end where, uh, where, where Kyler gets the Holy Ghost, and they mention that. But I think the rest of them got the Holy Ghost after the recording. All right, go ahead and actually could, do you mind hitting the lights, Jimmy?
just wanted to add that. You know, in some of the the recordings, you can see an empty emptiness in the seats because they just went to the front, and they just wanted to sing with their voices to sing unto God. If you don't mind hitting the lights, uh, Jimmy, thank you. Why don't we just all stand, or or you can take a seat somewhere. Sorry, <laughs> you can find a place that you want to just pray and. Maybe just for a few minutes, we can just seek after God. Just talk to him and, and just humble ourselves before him. If you want to find a seat somewhere, if you want to just stand or sit where you are, why don't we just take that time and just to go before God. Lord, I need you, Jesus. We just want to live for you, God. We want to give my life unto you, Jesus. Thank you, God. You're all that we need, Jesus. Oh, Lord, God, you're all that I need, all that I ask for. Lord, this hard situation, I'm going to put my faith in you for it. I'm going to put it all in your hands, Jesus, that I don't have to worry. I'll put my faith in you, who is able to do above all that we could ever ask or think. Oh, Lord, the God who is able to do abundantly. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. You're all that we need and ask for, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord, as we just come before you, because you have every answer, Lord. You have every need you can take care of. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord, we come before you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You're welcome to leave whenever you want, but maybe just take five minutes just to pray unto God and giving it all unto him. <laughs>